Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you by uh, Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and as always, uh, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's manager, Sean yep. Matheson. And Matho, uh, we're here to look back at a big week and, and preview a big week. We've got plenty coming up. Yeah, no, uh, plenty of exciting racing. Uh, well, the Group 3 Mount Gambier Cup was yeah. just held and looking forward to this Thursday night, a big Easter meeting at Angle Park. Some great racing there, Yatesy, that we'll get to in the show. Yeah, so we've got the Easter um, Match Race uh, Challenge and we've yep. also got the, the Easter Cup over the 595 metres. Yeah, two really good features. Uh, the, the, you know, the day before Good Friday, we get a nice crowd on course. I think the weather might be a bit inclement on Thursday, but doesn't matter come along get inside the venue uh some great racing so um the match racing is really exciting i mean one of my favorite nights of the year to see the local dogs match up against each other and so it should be really good yeah looking forward to that it's a good field that we've been able to assemble for that too yep. so uh, we'll get stuck right into that so plenty to come on the Dogcast. the week in review <laughs> Our Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, they are very proud suppliers of uh, pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs, yep. Matho. Uh, they're based right here in SA. Yep. So, of course, uh, visit their website. It's freshpetfoodco.com.au for uh, for more information. Um, well, I can see you got the chest puffed out there, Matho. <laughs> the Carlin Gazard Mount Gambier Cup. You yep. declared the winner, Titan Blazer. You yep. set it at lead and win. You were just about right at... Uh, did basically that, basically. but uh, look, what an amazing performance. What a great race. I thought the first three were all good. Yeah. Um, take us through it. How, how was it down there? You were there for the cup? Yeah, it was wonderful. I, I travelled down. Mount um, is a great place for uh, to, just to visit, um, and but also for the race meeting. Really cut country atmosphere. Um, plenty of uh, people were on course. Anyone who watched the vision would have seen the amount of people yeah. that sort of was a, around the turn um, in uh, you know, past the winning post, but a great day. The club put on a, a, a really good event. Um, plenty of food. The canteen Yatesy. I I tried to what get. What did in you What did you get? You didn't well, get there. No, I. I got, oh, you probably I got, were in a special area with no, some no, nice silver no, service no, no, or something. I got were to you? the canteen. I got there late though, and yeah. I wanted to get some sausage rolls, but okay. they were they were just warming up, and that was pretty much all that was left, apart from a, a nice ham and salad sandwich down yes. the bottom. I thought that's got my name written all over it, yes. so I grabbed that one. Got a sausage sizzle as well, so uh, made full use of the facilities. Oh, there you've at the done mount. well, and then made that bread they got too is really fresh, isn't it? Like it's yeah, yeah. fantastic. It's like yeah. it was made that morning. Um, but there now, was a race on as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was but a group three final. You know what's interesting? You failed to dig a bit deeper here, yes, because you may have tipped the winner, mm-hmm. but mate, I found the first four, so oh. it's paid eight hundred dollars. Wow. For a twenty-four dollar investment, that's a forty to one winner. So that's something you might just want to dig a little bit deeper as well, Matho. No, no. uh, you know, the five dollar fifty winner's good, but the first four not too shabby. No, that's um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate appreciate that. Don't um, worry, I'll remind you. I've got to grab onto something. It's been a tough run. Uh, the race itself. Now, Lock and yeah. Varkale began beautifully, yeah. able to punch up and just sort of marginally hold the lead. Uh, G Titan Blazer, you're right. Box beautifully was right there. Take us through the race. Yeah, well, I think that was the, that was the key. I mean, Titan Blazer really had no speed around him, and he began beautifully. He just came out nicely. And Lockenbar Kale, who loves Mount Gamber, we've spoken about, did did what he did. He pushed through on the first turn, led to the first turn, but Titan Blazer was right on his outside. 
And then that acceleration that yep. he showed, those sort of group dogs, they can just accelerate and sort of put pay to him into the back straight and raced away. Uh, Sister Roberta did a good job to get across. Um, she didn't get a card across with Mr. Anderson, who bombed the start. Yep. And that was the key for both of them, probably to both come across. But she did a good job to, to land up in third spot. But Titan Blazer, um, down the home straight, the race was his. Yep. It's getting a bit tired towards the end. But the time, Yates, they went 29-3. So he did all he did all the work in front. Full credit to Dan Gibbons getting the win, but the southeast performed Greyhounds Lockenbar Kale for second and Sister Roberta for Tracy Price. Wonderful performance. Yeah, fantastic. And look, the times you're right, brilliant run. And but I thought the first three were brave. And if you want to throw your hero Bale's last bit in there as well, yeah. like really found the line late in in quick time. So look, I know it was beaten a margin, but still it wasn't a bad run. But uh, look, terrific final, and yeah. well done to Dan Gibbons and the team uh, taking it out with with Titan Blazer, and well done Matho finding the winner. Thank you. Um, now with the <laughs> Easter Cup, so we had two heats of that last Thursday night at Angle Park. Yeah. Um, it's over the five hundred and ninety-five meters. Vaden Ros had a real night out, didn't he? Didn't taking he? out uh, both heats with. Uh, um, Yaramundi, Paul and Machismo. Yeah, both uh, fantastic runs. They're both really strong types who, who find the line really well. And I mean, I suppose the first heat with Yaramundi, Paul ran really good time, 34-36, but was able to position nicely at the winning post the first occasion in third spot on the rail and then just the power at the end by him to to, to race past um, the leaders. Victor Reid did a good job, led them up. Yep. Uh, I thought leading, I think it'd be really hard to run down leading, but he does like to get off a little bit. That was probably the issue, wasn't it? He he sort of wanted to drift off. It left the run there for Yaramundi Paul to sort of get through. Yeah. And you obviously cover extra ground when you're sort of tracking up a little bit. So you're right. I, I don't think we want to underestimate either what Yaramundi Paul had to do early because... Yep. Yes, I hear you that it got into a good spot. But if you have a look at the very start of the race, the first 15 metres, mate, he had so much pressure either side. He was getting buffeted from pillar to post. And to hold his ground, he sort of didn't even wobble. He just really booted through like an ox. And to be able to hold his position there, I thought that was a massive key to him winning the race because we know he's got the you know, the bottom end strength yeah. and he, he can do it there. But, gee, I was impressed with the way he handled, you know, some crowding early. Well, I think with, with more racing at the at the highest level, probably learning a bit more and learning to cop that bit of pressure. But not, he is one of, sorry, Yaramani Paul is one of the strongest run home dogs in the state. Yeah. 595 suits um, Yaramani Paul down to the ground. But um, as you mentioned, once you got into third, was always going to be hard to hold out. It was a really impressive winner first up. I didn't know what to make of Fantastic Luna, who made its way through to the final, was really heavily backed in, yeah. in this particular race, drew deep, caught that bit of bumping on the first turn, then got to the fence, but really didn't do a lot in, in yeah. the run home. Uh, it's come up with a nice draw in the final. We'll get to that. But what did you take out of its run? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe she doesn't like the wide draws, yeah. but, but I did look through her form in New South Wales, and she, she can win from any draw, and she yeah. could show... Show speed from any draw. So, I don't know. I just Maybe just one of those, just a bit of an off run. I think, as you mentioned, she's drawn much better on Thursday night, which will put her deep mm. in the race, I think. What about the other heat? Uh, Machismo for Vadim Ros beating Aston Arena and Springvale Rex. This was only slightly slower. It wasn't yep. a lot between them. Maybe a length in the overall uh, finish times of the, the two winners. But, um, gee, it was a great race. I mean, Aston Arena sort of led them yep. up. Machismo was trying to find its way through. And if you watch the last bit, Springvale Rex really closed off nicely. 
Yeah, well, I mean, for Vadim's sake, I hope he got the uh, the multi up, no. you know, because Makismo <laughs> was twenty six dollars. Yeah, extraordinary, wasn't um, it? Big odds, but it shows you the depth of the race. Makismo's always shown a lot of ability, and again, really good last section. This dog, um, as you mentioned, he found his way into a really good position behind Aston Arena. Had to do work to get there. And um, only got over the line by a head from Aston Arena. I thought Aston Arena ran a really bold Terrific. race out in front. Yeah, She did a really good job. And Springvale Rex, Gavin's setting him a bit of a task. Yeah. He was in the Mount Gambier Cup final on, on Sunday and was far from disgraced in running sixth without a lot of luck. Um, and he, again, charged home along the rails um, there. I mean, I think he's a dog. He does want the rail. And again, he's drawn a little bit closer on Thursday, which we'll talk about in the preview from... Box six. It just took him a bit of time to find that position, but got home really good late. Yes. Uh, Zipping Highland qualifies going through running fourth. It was somewhat in the market. Um, j- just sort of looked a- an even run to me. It, it uh, positioned about third or fourth and pretty much stayed there. Yeah, just a just an as you mentioned, an even run really. I mean, I would have to improve a bit more to in the final. Yeah. Be a lot harder, and it's drawn a middle box in the final. But yeah, I, th- I think it would be. Have to improve a fair bit the challenge for the top three. And fantastic, Dixie was the short price favourite in the race. Yeah, a bit surprised with her. I thought that um, her run the week before, fantastic yeah. over the five thirty. You think natural progression to the five ninety five just didn't really get home as you'd like to see. So I see it's in on Thursday night, drawn one. Yep. Over 5.95 in a five-dog field. So it should be really hard to beat there. Uh, now, as we're looking back, I guess we can move to the uh, the interstate realms. We've been residing a bit there over the, the last couple of weeks, Matho, and probably the launching pad series firstly. And uh, Victor Albi, gee, it was a terrific run and uh, qualifies through. Was yep. um, Take us through it, booting up, going to the first bend, headed, yep. and sort of looked the winner a bit coming to the home turn. Yeah, no, he drew inside again, drew box one, which does help. Um, you can't take that for granted. But he booted up on the first turn. Uh, the leader kicked away and thought, okay, we're going to hopefully run second here. Yeah. I mean, you know, the SA. But he made good ground. Yeah. Off, you know, off the back straight. And just his momentum stopped for a little. I'm not exactly sure what happened. He maybe go the inside, then the outside. Uh, lost a little, little bit of momentum. Got going again. Ran second. A really good second. Qualifies. For the 150,000 to the winner final this Thursday night at Sandown. Draws box six, which is going to be tough. Uh, Went 29-5 in running second. And in winning um, his heat, he went 29-5. And the the really fast dogs in this series are going 29-0, So he's made it. Again, we've spoken about this. The first job is to qualify Yatesy. He's done that. He'll need a touch of luck from six. But... um, He's, he's building a really good record. He's very professional in the way he goes about it, and he can't be left out. What about up in uh, Sydney? Victor Damien, we've been following our uh, local star very closely and, yeah. um, look, failed in the semis and found a bit of trouble, which is what we were sort of speaking about, you know, could happen and yeah. maybe a bit of his undoing, and that's sort of the way it panned out. I noticed he pulled up with some issue post-race as well. Yeah, so he copped that really big bump. So he missed it a little bit, um, got crossed. Um, he was out wide. He copped a big bump on the first turn. Subsequent to the race, he was vetted. Uh, offside quad soreness, which uh, the stewards there gave him a seven-day period okay. um, of stand-down. So uh, I know Tony and Lisa will be working really hard to get him right. I think 
there's still full plans ahead for Western Australia. Yeah. Uh, for the Sand Groper um, in uh, just over a week and a half. And he time. had a look there, didn't he, before heading over to he Sydney? Did. He yeah. trialled in 29.6, yep. um, which is very good first look. So he'll be fine if Tony and Lisa can get him right on the night. And they'll be working really hard with him. But yeah, he copped a nasty bump from there. On face value, when I watch the race, Yatesy, we expect so much of this dog. He's been so impressive and, and such a, a true um, developing into a true champion that I expect him to run home a little bit better. Yep. But knowing that he got injured, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can't take anything away f- from him. Um, he did a wonderful job to make the semifinals. Uh, but now all eyes for him turn to Western Australia. Let me just give you a whack on the offside quad, uh, yeah, Matho. Let's, let's see how you finish the race. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I hear you. He, um, look, he's a star. And I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, look, I would imagine, you know, just the seven days that it's nothing we need to overly worry about. And hopefully, uh, when's the race? A couple of weeks. Yeah, it, Friday week. Okay. It's on the Friday night in Western Australia. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... As I said, I'm sure all plans are heading that way. It's yep. a seven-day injury. It's, it's not uncommon. It just takes them out of their engagements, gives them a bit of time. So, yeah, really looking forward to hopefully him uh, 100% fit and doing SA proud. Well, no doubt. Uh, really been exciting to watch him uh, as he progresses through. Uh, well, that's a, uh, a look at what we've had. A big week, no doubt about it. The Mount Gambier Cup, uh, the Easter Cup heats, and uh, also, of course, uh, the launching pad and, and Easter egg wrap-up. Uh, up next, uh, the full preview. We'll check it all out. Everything that's coming your way. The Preview. Time now for our uh, preview. It's brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, they're free tips for all uh, SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board, Matho. As always, uh, gamble responsibly. Um, yeah, big night coming up Thursday night. And, and look, this Thursday night... It's a lovely lead into the beautiful long weekend. And yep. look, we do get good attendance. People like to get out and about and do something. And um, look, I take your point. The weather may be a little bit different, but we've got great facilities yeah, upstairs. So, uh, you know, getting trackside, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a terrific night. And um, race three. So this is the E-Star match series. Uh, it's assembled a fantastic field. Yeah. Um, take us through how this works and what's going to be happening on the night with this. Yeah, so pretty exciting about our match race series. Always look forward to the E-Star one and the one we have just before the Adelaide Cup. Yep. Um, and so this Thursday night, we'll see it's a field of eight and um, the dogs are drawn one to eight. But the way it'll work is the, the one dog will take on the two dog, the three dog will take on the four dog, the five dog take on the six, and the seven dog will take on the eight. Each, each match race is its own match race based around time, whoever wins that. But the overall winner will be the fastest time of all the dogs competing. So a dog could could run second, yes, but could still come second overall, yes. If if the, you know the winning times are a lot faster, so that's the way it'll work. And as you mentioned, we've got a great lineup. These are SA trained, performed greyhounds, and it's really good because you get a different mix of dogs that would not necessarily match up against each other. And sometimes if they do, it's in a field of eight. Yes. And so now it's just head to head. It's pure speed versus strength. And a lot of these matches are a, a bit like that. They are. Yeah. As you look through them, they definitely are. So how does this work? What boxes do they jump from? Yeah. So for all of the matches, um, the inside dog will come from box one 
and the outside dog will come from box three. Yep. So in the first, the first match race will be dogs numbers one and two. Yep. But they'll come from boxes one and three. Yes. And so on all the way through. Okay. So uh, odd numbers will be coming from box one. Even yep. numbers will be coming from box three as we go Correct. through the match races. So four match races in all. Yep. Um, do you want to get stuck into them? Yeah, sort, let's do sort of it. have a look. So uh, look, looking forward to this first one. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting to see. Could be King <laughs> one out. Um, now he's up against Molly Irish, and yep. this is a classic. Speed versus strength um, yeah. addition, if, if you like, because Molly Irish, you'd imagine, is going to burn through and grab the early front and could be King's going to be back and winding up and yep. trying to run past. Um, is, is that how you sort of pictured the opener? Well, yeah, I reckon um, that's it. That's what will happen. I, I think the, the the key to it was how well Molly Irish begins and, and how badly could be King begins, really, yep. Yep. as to how much distance there is both between them. I think Molly Irish leads... She, she leads open company races, and she's in wonderful form as well. Huge. Um, so she's going to be in front. It's just a matter of how much of a break she gets on Could Be King. I do think Could Be King with something to chase, like a dog chasing another dog, really helps him. Um, he's drawn the inside, though, and it doesn't make a lot of difference in match racing. But I'd like him to have a little bit of room um, early. Oh, he's going to have room because he's going to be two lengths behind yeah. her early. Like, she's going to fire out, and he's not going to touch her I don't think because she'll be that far in front yeah. early like she's probably three lengths at least quicker on their best to the to the post yeah, and yeah. Um, she'll accelerate even harder through that uh, catching pen area his situation will be trying to wind up past the 700 meter boxes down the back and and really trying to lift out after the the tear away lead and it really s- settles down for a stunning finish you'd think because it's the classic in front and closer, yep. like like you said, you know, is, is the margin big enough? Yeah, and yep. that's what we don't know. What's your thoughts on the oh. first match race? Do you think she can get a big enough lead over Could Be King? I, I think, uh, look, she absolutely can. There's no doubt about it. Will she? I'm not sure because because we don't know about Could Be King. Mm. That's the thing with me. Like. I'm a massive fan of him because I've liked what he's done, and it's been you know in fields that are bigger than fields of two. I think he can do even more in a field or two because there's less stuff that he has to worry about and get through and he can wind up. That said, is a leader too far off and gone? And and yeah. is, is it too much to make up for him late? So that's what I'm looking forward to. I can't pick the winner. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like Molly Irish is going to lead for a long, long way and could be king. Are we going to see him go better than his best at 30-47? Yeah. I think probably because he's going to have nothing in the way. So yeah. this is his chance to really show us. So that's what I'm looking forward to in, in that particular... You got a leaning? I'm leaning to Molly Irish, just that I think... Well, she's been good for you. She has been. <laughs> I did jump off her last week yeah, and I should have... Should she have, won again. Should have stayed on her, but I just think Rob Harness has got her absolutely fine. Not only that, Rob's team at the moment as oh, well. Yeah. Like, he, he's having a great run and, and they're really performing well with a, a smaller team, if you know what I mean. Like, his strike rate, I don't know what it is, I'm guessing, but I just noticed his name's popping up, you know, and they're winning, so... Yeah. He's going well. Um, okay, so next one is Miss Scallywag will go from the one and Victor yep. Speed will go from the three. Yep. Take me through this. This is one where the early speeds are a little bit more confusing as far as it's a bit hit and miss as to which one we see of both of them in yeah, a way. No, I agree. I, I think um, I think for Victor Speed, I probably would have, for him, better for him to draw the rail. I think he wants to get to the rail, but he can show enough speed to cross Miss Scallywag. Um, but we know Miss Scallywag's one of the most versatile chasers in the state. She can do it 
Oh, she's got speed and strength. She's drawn the inside. She sort of holds all the cards. She doesn't. If she leads, I think Victor Speed can't beat her. I think if she sits behind Victor Speed, she can beat him. Yes. Whereas I think Victor Speed, if he has to lead. So I'm leaning probably a little bit more to Miss Scallywag in that she she doesn't need to be one-dimensional here. Um, how did you see it? Oh, look, I can't disagree with that. That's the key to, to this particular uh, setup is is her strength and the lack of his breakaway speed comparatively to what she could do early. So I agree. Um, I mean, if she leads, that's it. If she doesn't, still probably that's it. Because if she's in that couple of lengths, like she's got that 595 metre form as well. Do you know what I mean? So... I reckon that's so important at the end of these sprint races that they can really power and be strong late. So, yeah, look, I agree. Um, I thought perhaps, uh, yeah, that was probably the one that I thought was maybe a bit more um, uh, favouritism-based yep. versus uh, Miss Gallywag and Victor Speed leaning toward the three. Uh, next uh, combination, so we've got Springvale Max and Ravers Army. Springvale Max will come from one, Ravers Army from three, who's... Been a, a nice winner last run. Take yep. me through this. Uh, how do you sort of work through this one? Well, Springvale Max, he wants the rail. So he's drawn exactly where he wants to be. He's an open company performed dog. Unfortunately, through the Mount Gambier Cup series, he did run third in a heat and then was, a, you know, got a bit of a buffeting in uh, on Sunday. Um, just depends on how he recovers with the travel back here. Uh, if he leads, Raver's Army is going to have to work really, really hard to get past him. But I think Raver's Army for Tim Aloisi is going really well. Yeah. And the two-dog match race will suit this dog down to the ground. Um, he also has really good 595-metre form. He's broken 34 seconds at Angle Park. So um, the best of Springvale Max would absolutely see this be neck and neck, I think. But I think Raver's Army is just going slightly better. What did, what did you think? Uh, look, I think this race is going to be one as to who's in front off the back uh, because I think run home wise, you know, there's not going to be a lot between them. Um, I thought the two out scenario maybe did suit Raver's army. Like you touched on um, Tim Aloisi had a good night again on Monday yeah. Um, yeah. with a, those couple of Perth dogs uh, now with him. Um, I, I lent to Raver's army uh, Springvale max, you know, on the, the quick backup again after the, the run on Sunday, um, you know, finished down the track there. Uh, but look, make no mistake. I mean, he's got a 50% win strike rate here at Angle Park. He's won 14 of 28. Like, that's not easy to do. Uh, and he's drawn where he wants to be. So he loves the inside draw. Correct. And and that's a real big part to it. Um, and I can see him probably... Be, his, I think he may even jump in front of Raver's army. I just reckon Raver's up that mid-race part of, of yep. the event is where I think he might be able to really push on and and get there and put the challenge on and probably lead off the back. That's what I was thinking there. Yeah. So I've got a leaning to him, but you could easily see it going the other yeah, way. Yeah, no, he's, I said this best of Springvale Rex. He's one of the top couple of dogs in the state at his absolute best. So he's, he's everything's in his favour. Springvale Max drawn inside in a two-dog race. I yeah. mean, as you say, he's got a 50% winning strike rate. I mean, he's going to be hard to, hard to beat. What about the last one? So this is all set up because the way yep. it all works, we've seen the three match races so far. Um, we're going to have a time on the board and then we bring out the quickest that we've seen and they get the chance as the tension builds and as everyone's sort of waiting to see what unfolds. This is where people are looking for the opportunity of the two quickest dogs we've seen and that have qualified to come out and beat whoever's leading coming into this. Pretty much, yeah. It's sort of set up that way, how we sort of do it. Um, Springvale Roxing, no dog in SA is going better than her. 
Uh, is she absolutely in the form that saw her win the Ashes and the SA Sprint Championship? Um, that's debatable, but she's she's go back a couple of runs ago. She's gone electric over five ninety five over five thirty. Really hard to beat. She's drawn the inside. Queen of Scotch has drawn box the outside. And we know Queen of Scotch loves to be outside. Returns from New South Wales. Yeah. With a, 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 a couple of solid performances, I would have I would have thought. Um, she She's going to be hard to toss, but she's just going to travel wide, isn't she? The run's going to be there for Springvale Roxy at any time. And um, if Springvale Roxy leads, I don't know if Queen of Scotch can, uh, can chase her down. It's really interesting because the the point you make, I think, is probably key. And I think it's a question around both of them. Like, are they both at where they were? Mm, Um, Springvale Roxy, when it won the the Ashes and Queen of Scotch when she came through the uh, St. Ledger Ledger series. Um, uh, But that said, it's set up for both of them to probably run their best. So Springvale Roxy, I reckon, might be able to punch up and and maybe lead. Even though Queen of Scotch is going to get exactly what she wants, which is space on her outside and the room to go through and, and really put the challenge on. So I think it's fascinating, this this final <laughs> one. I really do because I think at the absolute top end, um, Springvale Roxy for me is uh, the one you want to be with because she's going to run less less metres. Uh, and, yeah. and at this level, I think that's important. Yeah. But you say that and you go, yeah, but the, they both run the same time in the past. So... Um, it might be a bit of flawed logic, but, um, mate, if I can be on something that covers about 15 metres less, <laughs> yes. I'd rather do that. Uh, yep. So I'm maybe leaning to her, but look, Queen of Scotch, I've got huge respect for, for what she can do, and particularly when she gets that room to move. And she's one who, she's happiest when she can do that, when she's tracking seven and eight off. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be one of the closest match races. I think it'll be neck and neck for a, a, a fair way because they don't they don't get hard to the rail. I mean... There's going to be space, yeah. so they're going to have their clear running. I think the both of them to get the win. Uh, again, I think probably leaning a little bit towards Roxy because she's drawn inside and she's just got that um, those performances against the top dogs. But they have both run identical time, so hopefully it's another um, uh, really exciting series. All comes down to the last Yatesy just calling match races. Just. Yeah. Uh, how do you find that compared to like a normal eight dog field? Do you have to well, only go for 30 seconds? Do you have yeah. to get a, a put in a bit more information or is there enough happening in the race that it, it takes care of itself? Um, I, I think what you're looking to do is maybe paint the picture of what may happen. So you want to give people insight as to is this margin being able to be dragged back? So yeah. that because what can happen is if a, a match race is set up and there's a three length leader, uh, they think the race is done, but that may not be the case. Yeah. It, it may be, hang on, this don't worry, this greyhound can still sort of run on and yeah. and be a, a chance. So um, look, I haven't thought much about it to be honest, Matthew. I just call what's there. You yeah. know what I mean? I, <laughs> you know, and, and you've got the information, you've done the form, and whatever comes out comes out, and uh, I don't really overthink it. And uh, does that make sense? Yeah. So no, yeah, perfectly. it's just I just see what's there and I know what the dogs are capable of and then I might um, just come up with something that comes to me around uh, a margin or a style of racing or yeah. um, just just things like that. Okay. Uh, but what I do find interesting about this is if this was a race and they were, there was eight of them going around, yep. I'd be tipping Queen of Scotch to win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yep. 
She's drawn eight, which is where, you know, in brackets where she wants to be and eight in, in this field. Springvale Rocks, he'll begin and want to get down. And yep. so looking at it as an overall race, I'd be on Queen of Scots probably every day of the week here. But when you cut it down and it goes on time and they're yep. head to head uh, and there's going to be a, a lot less trouble for those greyhounds that are drawn inside, it sort of makes it intriguing, doesn't it, as to how it's going to pan out. Yeah, and, and so getting to who you think might run the actual overall fastest time, I reckon... <laughs> Each dog, whoever wins their match race, potentially can run the fastest time, I think. So it's wide open. There was only point two between all the qualifying yeah, dogs. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? There's not really nothing between. And this time is over what? Their last 12 months of so racing? Since the 1st of November. Right. Um, from a, they had to win. Yeah. There was a couple of dogs who trialled to, to, to elevate them into the race, um, to add promotion to the series and, and the likes of that. But, yeah, point two separates, um, to put it into perspective, Victor Damien was point three ahead of everything. Wow. Um, if he'd have turned up in the match race series. But these eight dogs, point two between them. So I yeah, I find it really hard to find who I think will run the fastest time overall. Because mm. um, they're just so even. I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards... I'm, I'm going to go with Molly Irish. I think she can maybe pinch the break in the first race and, yep. and set the time standard. And it might just be too hard for everyone to catch. Um what did, who did you think might run the fastest? Look, I'm leaning to Springvale Roxy. Um, look, I just feel she's going to be able to boot through. She's going to have plenty of room to do whatever she needs because Queen of Scots should be staying up. There might be a little bit of pressure, which you, you know, I'll ensure that she's still going through and booting through, holding a position. Um, and, and to me, I feel like she can run the quickest overall. I'm a little bit against you in the opener. I, yep. I think could be king is... Maybe the main danger to Springvale Roxy as far as the times go, because uh, I got a bit of blind faith and trust in the King. Um, I, I reckon he's got a big, big motor, and I don't think we've seen it all yet. And I could be wrong again, but that's the way I'm sort of leaning. Springvale Roxy in front of could be King um, as as maybe a bit of a blowout. Yeah. Terrific. Great stuff. Uh, we'll have the box cameras and everything as well. Yeah. We'll be on Thursday. In- so Inside the boxes. It's a wonderful vision, that is. It's extraordinary, to, isn't it? To, to see what the dogs do in a lead-up to the race. You know, the, the I always remember Honcho Manelli was going up and down, yeah. up and down and up and down. And you realise, well, maybe that sometimes he misses it. Yeah. Just because he's going up when the boxes actually go up. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, some just standing there don't do anything yeah just just waiting yeah um but the others crouch down get ready to go yeah. really good vision so yeah. that'll be on there again thursday night fantastic stuff um and what's the gap in between uh, each match race it's only about nine minutes gap yep so the 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 first match race and the third match race they'll be on sky one okay and the the second and fourth matches will be on sky two okay. just how it all fits in with scheduling yep um so yeah i mean um it's going to be exciting viewing for anyone watching though tune into sa greyhounds and see some wonderful racing it's not the only feature we have on Thursday night. No, take us through the other one. So this is the Easter Cup qualifying. We went through, of course, in the uh, previous segment. So uh, this is over 595 metres. It's a $7,500 race. So it's a a nice little pickup for these middle distance runners. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it's assembled a, a great field to me, an even field. Um, I'm not sure if we have an early market on the tab fix. No, I ha- haven't been able to locate one, but uh, the box drawer has made it really, really interesting for, for me. Okay, so you've got Fantastic Lunar out of the one, 
Aston Arena out of the two, Springvale Rex the three, Zipping Highland the four, Yarramundi Paul five, Victor Reed six, McKismo seven, Tomato Tears eight, mm. the reserves Spring Harbour and Spring Agatha. The first thing I took from the box draw, Yatesy, was that a lot of the dogs who've drawn the middle, who are sort of slower or medium beginners, all want to get wide. And I th- the dogs who have drawn to the inside actually want to get to the inside. Mm. So there could be some actual clear, sort of clearish running to the first turn, which doesn't always happen over 595. Mm. Uh, what are you thinking here? So is Aston Arena the leader? I'm thinking she leads again. Yeah, I think um, all things being equal, I think she's she led really well last week and I think she'll lead again. I think Fantastic Luna and Springvale Rex both can come out. Yes. But... She's probably shown it on a more consistent basis that she can lead. Drawn two, I think she leads. I think Luna and Rex, depends how, if they can come out where they position. But then, said so the likes of Yarramundi Paul and Victor Reid, they're actually drawn where they want to be. They Correct. They want a bit of room. Yeah. I mean, Yarramundi Paul, he did want to get back closer to the rail after he got around that first turn. But he, he can hold a middle position from the draw. And I, I totally agree with Victor Reid. Uh, he's certainly going to be wanting to get up the track. Um, look, Fantastic Luna for me was interesting because I feel like she's where she wants to be. Yeah. I went back and had a look at some of her runs in Sydney where she drew inside. And over the sprint trip, she had some pressure going to the first bend and she ran right off the track. Yeah. Then she drew one in a 700 race and she held her position and got through and was a bit cleaner and able to get around the bend. So my little concern, I've got her on top for the race, fantastic, Luna. I'm tipping a big turnaround in form. Her bottom line capability for this style of race is big. I just don't want to see her running off on that first turn, which is a big concern for me. I have my eyes closed going into the first (laughs) turn, Matho, because... I think she can be just in behind Aston Arena and, yep. and sort of trying to push through. But if there's outside pressure coming down, I feel like she could roll off and, and sort of push up, which I have seen her do uh, in Sydney. So that's my little concern with her. Um, I'm really thinking Springvale Rex can pull a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming through um, the Mount Gambia Cup yep. series. Um, uh, we sort of finished back a bit there. Uh, but look, getting back to a track and trip, that he can handle. I just see him slotting into a nice spot here. Yeah, no, and if he if he comes out fairly, he'll be in a good position. If he comes out well, he'll be in a much better position. Yeah. So I think he's drawn really, really well. He's drawn inside, and he's going to get room. Zipping Highland will want to get off a little bit, and as we mentioned, Yarramundi Paul initially wants to get off, and Victor E gets off. So there's no no reason he can't yep. get into a nice position on the rails. If he does, if he happens to hit it and crosses or be right outside Aston Arena, he'll be really hard to run down. So, I mean, my thoughts around the race were the inside three are the main players here. I do like Aston Arena, Yates. I think on an each-way basis, if you're getting double-figure odds about her, you're pretty much sure she's going to lead and she'll have clear running. So she just needs... It just depends who's tagging her. Like if a Fantastic Luna or Rex is tagging her, even Yarramundi Paul, she probably gets run down. But I think she ran a bold race. I've got her on top on an each-way basis. Yep. Um, ahead of the one and the three. Uh, I just think the dogs who are out wide, they're medium beginners and they're drawn wide. I think the other the insides will be ahead of them. What did you you want? So you what about Yarramundi Paul, the, the quickest qualifier? Yeah, I just I just find with Yarramundi Paul, uh, and I'm sure Vadim will, will tell you, he's an unlucky dog. I mean, I think... 
you know, one in four, he finds the luck. And I think he found it last week. He's like, won two of three over this track and yeah. trip. I don't think he'll no. find it on Thursday night. <laughs> see, I could be proven wrong. I hope I am for Vadim. But I just think he just, fi- just finds a bit of bad luck in bigger races. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, look, I think he's got a great chance in the race. Um I've only got him in third, that said. Well, but uh, your first four. Okay, well, yeah, wanna, well, there you go. There you're starting to figure it out. Um, <laughs> I've gone fantastic, Luna, with a bit of trepidation. Um, if she gets around the first bend, I think she's going to love being on the inside. I'm going to forgive her for the last run because she didn't come on as I would have expected after she did get to the fence in the initial part. She actually hasn't drawn a box since being here in Adelaide, yeah. really. Like three, okay, that's probably as close as she's been, but... I feel like she needs to be where she is in this final. And I've got her on top of Springvale Rex, number three. I just feel like everything you spoke about is spot on. He's going to lob into the perfect spot. And look, that could be the fantastic lunar pressure. Like, that's a little concern as well. They might just bump each other. I thought Yaramundi Paul had a great chance. I, I felt like... Um, he's going to find himself getting into a reasonable position and he's intelligent enough to move in and out yeah. uh, and he's really strong. Yeah. And I, I think he, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I thought Victor Reid, um, draw where he wants to be. He's going to hold that sort of six line most of the way around. Um, and I thought he could run into the uh, top four. Yep. No, it's going to be a great race on paper, middle distance, race eight on Thursday night. So two of our big features over Easter. So they're yeah. going to be some great races. It'll be a terrific night. Uh, Matho, best bet. What, what do you got? What's your standout for Thursday night at headquarters? Well, standout. We've been a, not going great Thursday nights. I'm going better in the country at the moment. <laughs> but um, I actually think in the last race, Yatesy. Oh, we got to wait till the last. That's okay. It. But race 12, number three, agent 9-9. Nine, nine. Up against Victor Marley, it does look a two-dog race on paper. Victor Marley has drawn out, which I think will suit her. But Agent 99 ran past her last week. He's drawn much better. He, If he leads, he he won't be run down. She? She won't yep. be run down, sorry. If um sits in behind Victor Marley, who if does lead, then I think the run will come for Agent 99, particularly up the home straight. So I've got her on top as my best. What's your best for Thursday? Uh, look, got a couple. No, one. Just one? Yeah, one. Uh, following up from one that I followed on Sunday. Um, so Springvale Maddie. Yes. Uh, is the, actually, was she an emergency for the E-Star series first as well? First reserve, yeah, for the E-Star. She was actually first reserve last year for the E-Star as well. Never okay. got a run, but yeah. she's first reserve, and um, but she's also in another event on Thursday night. Well, look, I was quite taken by uh, her run in the Mount Gambier Cup heats. Um, yeah. Uh, terrific effort, and then in the final, uh, sorry, in the uh, on the final day, she drew three in a another race. She got jammed that hard early. It was a forget run for me. Yeah, I like it when she draws here, and she's got dark tides underneath, so she can begin dark tides, and Springvale Maddie can be right on side, and she's got that real burst of acceleration going around the first bend, and some of her better runs have been from this draw at Angle Park. Yep. She's won. Three of ten and plays four of the other seven. She gets around it well from this box. And I felt that Mount Gambia Cup run was a run of a coming winner. And it wasn't on Sunday. So I'm hoping it's Thursday. So uh, that's, is she race six, number she's eight? Race six, number eight. Yeah, she's my best bet okay. on the card. It's going to be a great program. Twelve races on Thursday night. As we said, the match race, race three. Easter Cup, race eight. Great racing. The launching pad is also on. We'll yep. see. Um 
Victor, Victor Albie go around. So, yeah, really exciting times. Well, terrific stuff, Matho. Uh, enjoy it. And Thursday night's going to be a great one. And hope to see you all there and uh, enjoy your Easter. It should be a uh, terrific weekend. Yeah.